Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Creep. Uh, Hi everyone. <laughs> this week we have something a little bit different for you guys. We actually have an interview with our friend Justin from Rogue Investigations. Rogue Investigations. So we're going to get to that in the second half of the show. But first, I have something to talk about. Ikirio. It's a story? Ikirio. Have you ever heard of Ikirio? before is that a cult no so it's um i'll get into it basically it's the idea of somebody's soul leaving their body while they're still alive and traveling like astral projection something like that but the person is completely unaware that his their soul has left their body and also Whatever the soul gets up to while it's out of the body is completely unknown to the person. I have questions. There's so many questions. I'm just going to get into it. So my sources this week are yokai.com, mm. which is a website about uh, Japanese folklore. And Ikurio is uh, Japanese folklore. But like going back thousands of years, um, I also got a little bit off Wikipedia and bustle.com so the souls of still living people which have temporarily left their bodies and move about on their own they appear just as the living person from which they spawn sometimes they take on a ghostly translucent form while other times they are completely indistinguishable from a living person and it gets its energy from its owner's emotions so generally it's out of fear lust anger Ikirio most commonly appear due to some intense emotion or trauma, uh, a near-death experience, fainting, intense passion or desire, intense hatred, or even as part of a curse of a curse, and the owner of the soul is almost always unaware of Ikirio's existence. So it, does the owner have to be asleep or it just happens? Um that i'm actually not sure we might cover that as the points go on i did do the research for this a couple of weeks ago so i'm not on top of my ikirio game so i think this is interesting because this could be a good explanation for doppelgangers which is exactly where this story is going there have been reports of ikirio since before recorded history particularly surrounding soldiers who died in battle as in soldiers appearing to before their friends and loved ones miles and miles away for one last goodbye. There's also reports of people seeing close to death and recently deceased souls at temples in the days leading up to their death and shortly after their death. As in like, you know, praying for forgiveness or doing whatever it is they do at temple. Um, I'm not sure at what point they go from being considered an Ikirio to just being a regular ghost. You know, seen as they can be seen before and after the death. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what like qualifies as Ikirio and just dead person, you know? Okay. Other reports date back over a thousand years of people, usually women, according to this source, feeling such intense passion or love that their spirit would detach from their body and haunt the object of their affection, whispering sweet things into into their ears. Depending on the strength of her feelings, or their feelings, the Akirio 
could even physically move her lover around. This was not romantic, however. People haunted in this way were often, often tormented to the point of extreme sickness by these ghosts. The most common form of a kirio is one born of rage and vengeance. These are also usually unconscious manifestations. However, a few famous examples of conscious manifestations of Akirio curses exist. The pilgrimage of the Hour of the Ox and Ikiyama, dark magic from Okinawa, are ceremonial curses in which a person consciously sends their soul from their body to hurt or kill their enemies. Of course, this sort of black magic often has dire consequences for the performer as well as the target. So just for, uh, because I didn't know this, the Edo period or Tokugawa period is the period between 1603 and 1868 in the history of Japan, when Japan was under rule under the rule of the Tokugawa shogunate, if that's how you pronounce that, and the country's 300 regional daimyo. I don't fucking know. It's just called the Edo period. Okay. So yeah, during the Edo period, Ikirio were considered a symptom of certain illnesses, such as the aptly named Rikonbyo, or detached soul syndrome, or shadow illness. These horrifyingly named diseases were Edo period terms for sleepwalking and out-of-body experiences. For carriers of these illnesses, it was said that the soul could depart from the body at night, taking the person's consciousness along with it. These would cause them to experience things from the Ikirio's perspective as if they were actually doing it. A person might have false memories of things he didn't do or be accused of things he didn't remember. Some people even experience meetings, meeting their own selves as if they had a doppelganger. So it's a lot like astral projection and lucid dreaming. Superstitions about Ikirio have persisted into modern times, particularly those dealing with people appearing to family members and friends on or around the times of their death. The idea of the soul leaving the body and experiencing things during out-of-body experiences persists as well and remains an unexplained phenomenon. And that's like worldwide as far as I can see. Like that's not just a, you know, Japanese uh, folklore or anything like that. Like how many times have you heard stories of people appearing to other people or people hearing like their voices of loved ones and stuff like that only to find out that they actually died you know at that time or like shortly before or after that time so the main reason why i started researching this topic was because a friend of ours had a doppelganger experience not that long ago according to german folklore a doppelganger is a harbinger of death and there is a general sense of fear surrounding the subject but I've heard multiple stories on people seeing relatives, friends, or even sometimes themselves when there is no possible explanation for where or when they have seen them without anyone dying. Right. So my my friend told me that her niece um, at the house that she's staying at or that she lives in, it's a weird way of saying it, um, behind her house in her backyard, she has a bayou bayous are prevalent in houston um there's a bayou in the backyard and across the bayou there's another neighborhood and she said that when she went to the backyard to pick up trash um she was like cleaning in the backyard or something and she had looked over and she saw herself on on the other side of the bayou only it 
look like it looked unnatural like it was a version of herself smiling at her but not in a happy that literally just gave me chills it was like um smiling menacingly or like just you know when someone smiles at you when they know something you don't know yeah or like that um the way people say like the smile is too big for the face yeah yeah man so that's what she saw and she said that she ran in and she was hysterical because it really fucking scared her and apparently it wasn't the first time she had seen it but it was the first time where she it was just plain as day standing like in the middle of the day looking at her not even hiding just there's no way to mistake it for anything because there's no and i've been to this backyard you know Mm -hmm. because we i had gone over there for a party and there's hardly any trees back there like you couldn't mistake it for a tree because there's hardly any trees back there that's you're not going to mistake yourself for a tree and you know what i mean yeah i'm just saying for the skeptics but no that that's that is actually chilling like i got like the the hairs on the back of my neck went up you're welcome thank you that's that's what i live for man um well anyway okay so i'm gonna actually play our friend's um account of what she experienced in her house before i move on to the my theory because i actually have a theory go for it okay Hey guys, um, really, really love the show. I send my creepy story in, my creepy experience. Um, sleep one night and I woke up and the way my position is in my room is when I open my eyes, the first thing I see kind of is uh, the door, the bedroom door. So it was dark, it was during the winter time. Don't know what time it was because I didn't look at my phone or check the time, but I'd open my eyes to kind of see my husband walking into the room and I was like, okay, that's normal. And he was walking over towards me and then he just kind of bent down and looked at me with a very strange look in his face. So I turned around, then to my left, my husband was actually asleep, sound asleep, um, right beside me. Um, I was really freaked out, and then I looked back beside me to my right-hand side, where I had seen my husband walk into the room and look at me, um, and he was gone. So that was really, really strange, um, quite a strange experience. Um, I got a big fright. Because like that, I just couldn't explain why I'm 100% certain that my husband walked into the room. I watched him walk into the room and then he looked at me and I was looking at him to say, why is he looking at me like that? And then moved my left arm and there he was beside me. So there's my creepy tale. Okay. And as if that wasn't creepy enough, I actually, because I remember when this happened and her like telling me about it. And then within like a few days of this, I was talking to her after and we couldn't she said it was the next day but definitely within like that week she said that she saw her daughter in the the hallway of the house uh sitting like cross-legged like as if she was like reading a book or something like head down i get kind of like the image of her husband as well like head down and she was like she shouted in like said like what are you doing in there and then she heard her daughter reply from upstairs saying like what like are you calling me kind of thing and so obviously she looked back in and there was nobody in the hallway so 
that since then, because obviously all the stories that I had heard up until then were like, oh, the doppelganger is nothing but a bad omen, blah, blah, blah. But that kind of was the start of a few different uh, happenings, I guess, in that house and not just to her. Remember, even like her husband experienced something shortly after that. You know, it could, you you could, um, you can kind of describe these as symptoms of something, right? Like, for example, I have a cough. This cough could be linked to anything. You know, it could be bronchitis. I have pneumonia. I have some rare ass disease. It's, it could be allergies. I just have a dry throat. But the symptom is the cough, right? Yeah. But, and, and I think it could very well be like you're seeing a copy of someone, right? That could just be a symptom of literally anything. It could be like in, what is it? The, it, it, what's the? Ikirio. It could be an Ikirio. I'm Americanizing it. It could be that. It could be a doppelganger, a, bring, a, a bringer of a bad omen, you know, um, astral projection because her husband was sleeping. It could be anything, but seeing copies of someone or even yourself, that is a symptom of something that is yet to be explained. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and in my uh, like personal opinion, because of everything else that kind of happened within this house and like uh to this family like around the same time they i was like well maybe it's just a high energy in the house like you know maybe it's like this is what's bursting out because of the the regular energies within the house are just like reaching a, a maximum point or something or it could be that there's something in the house not exactly a spirit but maybe a kind of energy that can only manifest in things that it knows how to mimic kind of like a shadow walker or skinwalker sorry you know yeah a yeah. witch that can shape shift into things that it knows or thinks it knows because obviously they're not perfect sh um manipulations or mimics but um why couldn't that feature translate into the paranormal you know yeah no exactly and even if you were to put a name of a poltergeist on it or something yeah like fair enough poltergeist i don't know i'm sure someone's gonna argue with me people don't usually see when they have like see uh, images when they have poltergeist activity but they certainly hear other people calling their names stuff like that so again it's a it could be just a mimic Right. No, you're right. I mean, there's always an exception to the rule. We're not negating that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, after the uh, like, this has just been something that I kind of like has been on my mind since it happened because I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, Um, and then a couple of weeks ago, I heard another story. Um, And I told you of this. It was of two women living together in a supposedly haunted house. That the one lady who was living there first just got like negative vibes and was freaked out like 
generally in the place. I think she was like hearing knocking at the door, stuff like that. And then this other lady moved in shortly after her. And they became friends. But this other lady was actually seeing a man trying to break into the house. He could see her chasing this girl down the hall. All leading back to where the original lady was staying in the house and stuff like that. And he was she kept saying in particular, like, there's a man out there hiding behind the tree. To the point where she was, uh, other people were convincing her to go and seek psychiatric help because, you know, it was just that intense for her. Like she would be screaming in the night and and stuff. And what it all boiled down to was when they were handing back the keys, the original lady who was just getting spooked in the house, you know, she wasn't seeing anything. She went over to the landlord to drop off the keys and the lady who owned the house said you know what I, I think it's about time i get rid of it like um ever since that man killed the girl in there i just have had bad feelings about it when the lady described the murder it was exactly what this uh tenant had been seeing on repeat basically but the interesting thing was the the lady who was murdered obviously was dead but the murderer was still in prison and this tenant was still seeing the murderer as it happened. So it was like literally watching a real movie. So this all goes back to the stone tape theory. Have you heard of the stone tape theory? No. Okay. So I'm not sure where I probably got this definition off Wikipedia. So the speculation that ghosts and hauntings are analogous. I need to look up the pronunciation of that real quick. Analogous. Okay, so the speculation that ghosts and hauntings are analogous to tape recordings and that mental impressions during emotional or traumatic events can be projected in the form of energy recorded onto rocks and other items and replayed under certain conditions. So, you know the way they say it's like quartz and limestone are like, um, they have like this amazing energy with them and generally where there is large amounts of either or both, there tends to be hauntings and a lot more paranormal activity. So if we go with this theory, basically the tenant who moved into the house was maybe a little more sensitive than the uh, average person. So she had the right amount of whatever it takes and the house also had the right amount of whatever it takes in spiritual um, energy or whatever. So basically her being in the house caused this residual energy to just play on repeat or whatever. All right. So that's a, I've I've heard of that, but I didn't know it had a name. Yeah, and What was it called again? The stone tape theory. Stone tape. Okay. Yeah, and like I have Oh, cuz it's written in stone. Yeah, literally that's interesting. stone tape like Yeah. Um and it it then goes with, you know, if you take earth from one place, like say, for example, you're building a house with stone from a certain quarry. Are you taking the events that happened there and putting them in this new house? You know, maybe you're going to see like old timey soldiers walking through or something and you have no explanation because it's a brand new house. You know, or does it and like you buy an old rocking chair at an antique store? all of a sudden you have 
some old lady fucking sitting in your sitting room every night, you know? Yeah. So I do definitely think um, that that has something to do with it. it like, this, obviously, we, we're not going to fucking know. But the stone tape theory does sound quite plausible. Um, and then it all just goes back to, like, maybe the it's just the raw energy from whatever events have occurred. Not even necessarily that the people are dead, because in this case... He wasn't. He wasn't. In our friend's case, like... He obviously wasn't. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Her whole family is, like, fine and nothing strange going on, other than the fact that, you know, so maybe it was just replaying. Or, like you were saying, maybe it's possibly, like, a poltergeist or a mimic or fucking who knows what kind of entity. Yeah. That's just another theory. Like, uh, I guess you would say, like, a diagnosis to what the symptom would be. Exactly. What the symptom belongs to. Yeah, and it all went back, in my head anyway, to your analogy of the stink. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if there's enough stink, stink, it's going to linger, like, in some form or another. Also, like, I could have gone down the glitches in the Matrix, time slips, fucking different planes of existence, all that. I'll leave that up to you guys to, you know, come up with your own theories and... I mean, let us know, shit, like, if you have a better understanding. So, anyway, these, this is some personal accounts. Um, this is from Reddit user Cat War. My sister has a similar experience in our old house. She was laying in her room, and directly across the hallway from it, my brother and my nana were talking. Her door was open, and she felt something staring at her, so she looked up, and she saw my brother looking at her, standing in the doorway with what she described as a disturbing non-human smile. So again, a disturbing non-human smile. It's like, yeah, it's like somebody's wearing an ill-fitting skin or something. Just fucking spooky. Anyway, she would have brushed it off as a joke, but my brother was still talking to my nana in the room across from hers. She could hear him. She was yelling at him to stop and to quit fucking with her. And my real, question mark, brother came to the doorway and the fake one disappeared. We always thought it was just a spirit or a demon, since the house was actually insane to the point where everyone in it was, or would get so freaked out some nights we would all sleep in the living room together. But after growing up and looking into it, I think it was something else, since we never had something specifically like that happen again. I mean, who fucking knows, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, as far as they know, because I mean... It could be just showing up at random times. They just yeah, haven't caught it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Another account, which I thought was quite interesting, is from good old Abe Lincoln. Can you bring me some socks? My feet are cold. Yes. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Okay. One well-known documentation of a reported doppelganger sighting was from former President Abe Lincoln, who claims to have seen his doppelganger reflected in a mirror on the night he was first elected to office. Looking into that glass, I saw myself reflected nearly at full length, but my face, I noticed, had two separate and distinct images, the tip of the nose of one being about three inches from the tip of the other. I was a little bothered, but the illusion vanished, wrote Lincoln's friend, journalist Noah Brooks, as he transcribed Lincoln's words in his book, Washington in Lincoln's time. 
On lying down again, I saw it a second time, plainer, if possible, than before. And then I noticed that one of the faces was a little paler, say five shades, than the other. While Lincoln may have found the phenomenon strange, his wife interpreted it as an omen of tragedy to come. According to the retelling, she allegedly read his vision to say that he would indeed be elected for a second term of presidency, hence his visage appearing to him doubled on the night of his election, but that the sticky... (laughs) But that the sickly... (laughs) ghastly appearance of his double signified that he wouldn't live through his second term. As we know now, both of these predictions turned out to be true. So you're telling me that Abe Lincoln saw the full length of himself. (laughs) (laughs) You know what they say about a man with big hats? (laughs) That's all I gathered from what you just said. I was standing admiring my full length in the mirror. And And in my head, that's what Abe Lincoln sounds like. Okay. So this next one is from Reddit user Ness6Y. I was about 17 or 18, lived in an old trailer house with my family of four. My sister at the time stayed in this tiny room that used to be mine. I was walking through the hallway. Her room was in the middle of the hallway that leads to the kitchen looking for her and at this point i knew she was in the kitchen because i could hear her watching washing the dishes as soon as i walk past her room i see her standing in front of the tv tv was off she was wearing the exact same clothes with a ponytail i didn't see her face since she was standing with her back towards me i pass it stop and go back to check if she was really in there i look and nothing room was empty Went to the kitchen, and there she was, still washing the dishes. I asked if she went into her room real quick. She said she's been washing the dishes the entire time and hasn't come back to her room. I knew that was impossible because I, it happened a couple in a, it happened in a couple of seconds. How could she switch back and forth between the places when I didn't even see her coming in and out of the room? I don't know what that was, but it definitely creeped me out for a week straight. At the end of the week, everything was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I have. Okay, so there's like two more. So this is from Reddit user Dimples13Q. I love the names. Yeah. You want to know mine? Go for it. Chicken in the sink. Chicken in the sink, chili in the fridge? Yeah. Right on, right on. Welcome back to Chili in the Fridge. That's what we originally wanted to call our podcast, by the way. That's what you originally wanted to call our podcast. No, I wanted to call it Chicken in the Sink. True. Oh, but yeah. when we first started talking about it, we wanted to call it Chili in the Fridge. That's true. We got Chili in the Fridge. Welcome, Welcome back. back to Chili in the Fridge, where we teach you how to make curtains out of used tampons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> So anyway, from Dimples13Q, this is about 10 years ago. I was pregnant with my son. My fiancé and I were watching television and he got up to smoke a cigarette in the bedroom. Because that's where everybody smokes their cigarettes. I tried smoking in my bedroom. My parents were pissed. But then I was like fucking drunk as hell. 
And I was trying to light the cigarette backwards just to give you an idea of how fucked up I was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was gross. Yeah, don't smoke, kids. Anyway. I continued to watch the movie in the dark when I saw the cor- from the corner of my eye a hand waving at me. When I looked over, I saw my fiancé smiling with a white t-shirt and blue jeans on. I asked him what he was doing and he ran into the kitchen. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Really quickly, the kitchen wall was right behind me, meaning the couch was against the wall to the kitchen and the living room. It was a shared wall. There was two entrances. Mm -hmm. The kitchen was pretty small and opened on either side. He popped his head out from the other side of the kitchen that that led down to the hallway, which was on my left. Eventually, I got up and asked him what he was doing, and we ran around the kitchen and living room until I saw him shoot down a hallway towards the bedroom. The entire time he was laughing. So she was chasing him? She was chasing him, yeah, That's around so and around. <laughs> I went to the bedroom and asked him what the hell was his problem because I was pregnant and tired and hormonal. He looked up at me in the bedroom from the bed with just his boxers on and asked me what I was talking about. I was so freaked out and I explained to him, I just saw you fully dressed running around the living room. He laughed a little bit and asked if my pregnancy hormones caused me to hallucinate. Typical man. Yeah, fuck the patriarchy. I was so confused. I went back to the living room and sat down. For some reason, the spirit or whatever that was didn't give me any negative energy. Shortly after, he came out and sat down beside me smelling like cigarettes. I asked him to go wash his hands. He did, and we continued to watch the movie. But the entire time, I was peeking around trying to see... If I saw the fully clothed version of him running around and smiling. Also, I want to add that it was pretty weird because for some reason I knew it wasn't him because he's not that go lucky and happy. (laughs) (laughs) And it would have been pretty strange for him to play with me that way. That was the only reason I got up in the first place. What's fucking weird is why is she running around chasing his ass and she's fucking pregnant? I mean, the whole thing is just kind of fucking weird like i don't expect me to ever chase you if you ever knock me up fuck all that i'd be like run around the fucking kitchen all you want i'm staying on my ass right here have you met me can you imagine me running around the fucking kitchen at any time (laughs) of the day yeah that's true you'd be more likely to find me smoking a cigarette in the bed in my boxes (laughs) (laughs) um so this last one is from reddit user guitar bass piano drums what (laughs) (laughs) you know guitar bass piano drums (laughs) that pause was how long it took me to digest (laughs) so what he says or what they say one summer night a year or two ago i couldn't fall asleep After tossing and turning for a few hours, I decided to grab my earbuds and watch some clips from one of my favorite TV shows. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's how I say that. That show sucks. Uh, Here come the trolls. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hey, I've been watching that show for... (laughs) (laughs) It's aight. I really like Danny DeVito in it. He's funny, yeah. He reminds me of Granny. Oh. My bedroom right... Oh. My bedroom was right next to the bathroom in my home. So if someone went to use the bathroom, I would see them walk in as my bed is facing the door slash hallway. 
In the middle of one of the clips from the show, I see my dad walk into the bathroom, but he didn't turn the light on. I didn't think much of it, as he usually goes to take a piss around the same time every night. But I did notice something was different about his clothes. A few weeks prior, I bought my dad some clothes for his birthday. I bought him two shirts, which were practically the same, except for the color. One was red and one was blue. I noticed that he was wearing the blue shirt when he walked into the bathroom. I thought that was odd because he had worn the red shirt all day. And he went to bed with the red shirt on. Why would he change in the middle of the night? Anyway, I took my earbuds out and waited until he came out of the bathroom so I could talk to him. As my bedroom is so close to the bathroom, I can even hear the slightest noise coming from inside. Even when the lights slash fan is on. So I thought it was weird that I didn't hear him making any noise. After watching the hallway for at least 10 minutes, I decided to go up and check the room and check the bathroom in case he had fallen or something and for some reason I didn't hear it. So I walk into the bathroom and no one is there. There is no way that he would have walked past my bedroom door without me seeing and hearing him. Being very confused, I walked to my parents' room and opened the door. There, both my parents were peacefully sleeping. So I was about to shrug it off and go back to my room, but I noticed that he was still wearing the red shirt from earlier in the day, and not the blue shirt that I had just seen him walk by in. I eventually stopped wondering and I fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of reminds me of when um, I had, like I wanted to get some water, and instead of trying to dirty up another cup, I went to my room from the kitchen and I talk, I was talking to my mom. I was like, hang on, I'm going to go get my cup. So I went to my room and I changed my shirt and I came back. <laughs> my mom was like, where's the cup? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, lady? <laughs> and I'm like. I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot. If I could come back with a different shirt, no cup. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this guy, the next morning, asked him why he changed his shirt when he went to pee. But he said that he didn't change, nor went to the bathroom the night before. He doesn't sleepwalk or anything like that, so that struck me very odd. Could this somehow be a doppelganger or something else completely? So there were just a few interesting examples and then this one will come out after our listener's story. So in our listener's episode, I spoke of my, my grandmother's like brief encounter with somebody who was already dead. And we were just saying, like, God, maybe it could have been, you know, she just looked a lot like her. But as I was doing all my notes for this, I actually completely forgot about, uh, I don't know how many years ago, five or six years ago anyway. I was sitting at home one night and I was on Facebook at the time and I get a notification from someone that I had been in school with, hadn't spoken to him in years. And I was like, what the fuck? Like he like tagged me in a photo. So in Philadelphia, right, America, like USA, Philadelphia, uh, there's an art museum. In this art museum, there is a painting by Charles Wilson Peel. Um, this image shows two of his sons, Raphael, who lived... The, uh, basically, the, the two guys... They were from the late 18th century. Okay? 
I was in this painting. Oh, yeah. I remember when you showed it to me. Yeah, right. That was the funniest thing. And it's like, <laughs> so I was like, maybe this could have been a doppelganger in a different life. You know what I mean? Like this, like obviously I wasn't born then. I was born 200 years later. <laughs> I'm not a vampire. As far as I know, maybe this could have been a past life. Maybe I was a well-to-do painter from Philadelphia. You should post that picture on the Instagram. I definitely will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the resemblance was like uncanny. So I have my own portrait from the 18th century. Anyway, so I, I figured that would wrap this episode up quite nicely. <laughs> um, well, the story, because we still have the interview. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're going to move on to the, in to, to our interview with Rogue Investigations next. And, um, hope you all enjoy yeah all right so we're recording um so first off do you want to tell us who you are yeah so my name is justin um between me and my wife who's not here uh we're rogue investigations uh we i've been doing paranormal investigations for like 20 years since I was like 11. My oh. wife is a newly found medium. So she's discovering her gift. Um, you know, like what comes with it. We have a whole slew of people on our team. So I'm an empath. Uh, we have three other mediums, another empath, and then someone who used to run a very successful organization out of Reno, Nevada. Uh, cool. So they're helping Ashley find her gift, you know, kind of navigate through it, you know, all that. Right on. And, so how how did she just discover that she was a medium or like did she always kind of think uh, that she was? So long story, uh, she had this really terrifying thing that would attach her when she got drunk. Uh, oh. It's absolutely terrifying. We've showed it to a couple of mediums and psychics and they all say the same thing. Holy crap, what is that? That is terrifying. <laughs> and they're not wrong. The thing is terrifying. Um, so we had some former team members that we're like, hey, you know, we'll draw this thing out, but we need your walls to come down. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, I used to do black magic, so that all made a lot of sense to me. Like, I'm familiar with the void, what the void is and all that. I was like, all right, cool. So they came over. We got Ashley drunk, and after we got her drunk, her personality completely changed. It, it wasn't my wife anymore. It was someone different. Uh, so we found out that her name's Catherine. She died in the 1800s. She was murdered by her husband. Um, and we pieced it together, like, over time. And Ashley always thought, like, I'm crazy. Like, this isn't, like, this is all in my head. Uh, so getting them to kind of reaffirm that she's not crazy and that this thing is real was kind of the first step. And then we have a psychic on our team. She confirmed that she picked something up on Ashley. Uh, we've had a couple other mediums over here. They've all picked up stuff on Ashley. And so it just kind of reaffirmed that she wasn't crazy and like, this is a legit thing. Yeah. Uh, she's always had, she's always seen, even on her other house. Uh, she said she saw a little girl. I want to say like seven to 10 would come into our room, turn around, walk out and disappear. Um, so she's always been able to see things, but the, the lifestyle in which she grew up on was always, it's in your head, it's in your head, it's not real. Yeah. And so 
it took her a long time to get to the point where she's now very, I don't want to say she's confident, but she understands that this isn't in your head. Like, this is a real thing. Yeah, it's it's a, a gift or whatever you want to call it. That's yeah, got to be, I mean, that's got to be comforting in a way. Uh, it, it gives her a lot of empowerment. Like, we have uh, someone who reads tarot cards for us. Uh, she also works in the death industry. She, I mean, the cards she has are older than she is. Uh, and she picked up on energies and it reaffirmed to Ashley that like, Hey, I have a gift. Like this isn't something that just like randomly appears. I'm not crazy. Like this is something special. So she's getting used to it because for the past 21 years, she's always like denied it. Like this is in my head. It's not real. So it, it, it was a team between everybody to kind of try and figure out like what these things were. And now we know she has three others. So she has Catherine, a really pissed off grandma named R, maybe Ruth, we don't know. Okay. And then a little girl. Wow. That's, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> it's better. Uh, so we actually have a spirit doll. Uh, she can actually talk to her. We and saw that. We watched her video. Her name's Edith, right? Uh, that's the first one. So we have another one, Josephine. Oh, we got two more on the way. Uh, so we have a teddy bear named David and a really creepy clown, clown doll named Justin, which is incidental. Uh, I think the only reason I wanted him is because he had my name. He's just uh, freaked out. Like. But Ashley can talk to them. Like, she can hear them. Uh, it, and I'll, I'll send you guys a video. When something comes over her, it's not her. Uh, Catherine sits very upright, very, you know, postures, very you know, proper, uh, a lot lower tone, like it's not Ashley. And Catherine is the one that kind of kicked this off. And like, now that Ashley understands like what others are, when we moved in, like nothing was happening, right? Now we're hearing knocking, uh, Ashley seeing like shadow figures, like now that her gift is opening, all, all these things are happening. And it's actually, it's actually kind of cool to watch. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, we'll be like, oh, hey, cool. Like, what is that? And she'll get all excited. She goes, you see, you, did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that? I'm like, oh, see what? And she goes, oh, there was, like, a shadow man that went between, like, our kids' room or something. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't see that, but cool. Uh, and, and so how does – or is it affecting your kids at all? Like, have they reacted? Uh, so all three of our kids see things. Uh, so my youngest one, her grandmother looks over her. Uh, she is actually attached to her. Uh, typically she'll sit like in a chair, like in the doorway. So nothing gets in, uh, our middle child sees things. Uh, incidentally today she saw something, uh, she doesn't talk. She just kind of like points and screams. Oh, so she saw, she saw something in the office and my wife said, actually said something and our middle kid Brielle like pointed and like she, it was kind of like, oh, like it went in there. But when she came in here, she had that like, I'm confused look, like where did this thing go? Yeah. From what we're told, there is a little girl that hides that, like hangs out in the office. So maybe Brielle saw that. Uh, our one-year-old is too young to pick up on anything. But I mean, pretty much from what we've gathered, all three kids are going to pick up on something at some point or another. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we've always told our oldest one, Sonia, you know, don't lie to us. Be very open about it. You know, if you see something, tell us about it. Uh, but for, she said she saw a man go into Brielle's room. Uh, we don't know who the man is. Um, 
but she saw something going to Brielle's room and Sonia has always kind of had that like something looking over her type thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I have no doubt they're going to see something, but it's too early to tell right now. I know Sonia and Burrell for sure see things. Riker, our one-year-old, I'm maybe he's going to block it out. Who knows? But yeah. you know, every, every, all, everybody we talk to, all the medium psychics and all that, they've all picked up on all the kids are going to see something at some point or another. That's right. crazy. So whether they accept it or not is up to the the individual child. Yeah, like, I know. mean, we, me and Ashley, kind of have it like made up. Like Burrell's going to be the one who kind of like passes things off. Like, oh, that really didn't happen. Uh, Sonia is probably going to accept it for what it is, and Riker, being my hard-headed ass child, is, you know, maybe trying to dismiss it at first, but then as time goes on, he'll, he'll probably, you know, come to terms with, you know, what it is, yeah. uh, but, I mean, under no circumstances are, are we going to suppress it and be like, oh, hey, you can't see that, that's not normal, like, if they see it, tell us about it, we're not mad about it, but if you don't tell us about it, we don't know about it. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that's that's good because that could be very detrimental to a child's head, you know, like if, if you're just negating yeah, their truth, you know? If they're so, afraid to say awesome. something, like if they think, yeah. oh, God, no, maybe I'm just, you know. Um, right, so you said that... Uh, so we can see how this all started for you personally. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts on the paranormal community? Do you feel like it's collaborative or divisive? Funny thing about that is, so I posted in, so I'm so, I'm from Surprise, Arizona. Uh, we have like Peoria, Glendale, and all those other places. I posted in the Surprise group, and it was something along the lines of like, please delete if not allowed, because all moderators are kind of weird on that. And I was like, you know, I own a paranormal investigation company. You know, do you have any like ins on like managers or like plate, like your haunted place, like whatever, just let me know any help is appreciated. I had, and I posted about, you know, pretty much every city out there has like some sort of Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, that The actual support I got was actually overwhelming. Uh, we had more and more people. There's probably like 50 people that reached out to us to try and join us. Wow. Uh, under no circumstances can we pay them because we don't charge for our investigations. Yeah, yeah. But, like everybody was like, oh, this is so cool. Let me join you guys. Uh, that's actually how we got our website built was a lady reached out to us. Uh, she said she was an empath. Uh, come to find out, she's like a Reiki master. She does like a bunch of different things. She owns like five different businesses down here. Nice. She built her website for free because she liked the way that we came at it. And mind yeah. you, we, we didn't do anything differently. I wasn't like, oh, hey, my name's Justin. I'm a badass. No, like I was like, you know, <laughs> hey, this is what it is. Um, there's been uh, the other team member we have, she ran a group in Reno, Nevada. Uh, I'm not going to say its name for, you know, confidential reasons. Fair enough. Yeah. Got she it. found us. She was like, hey, you know, I used to run this group. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, you want to meet? And she met up with us. Um, Jay Marie Yates, which are two of the most famous people in this industry. Actually really supportive. Uh, I met them. Really cool people. I straight up asked Jay. I was like, hey, like, can you help me? Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing really. You know, I used to work with a multi-billion dollar company. I had a $500,000 credit card limit. Like now I'm on my own. I was like, I don't have that limit. And I was like, can you help me? He's like, yeah, sure. Like people have been overwhelmingly supportive. Obviously you have your naysayers and certain yeah. people that get like Amazon prime contracts and stuff and they don't want to tell you about it, uh, which I get it. You know, you want to protect your secrets, whatever, but the paranormal community in general 
has been really supportive of me asking them questions, trying to get, you know, road to where I want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 in the industry, I still have yet to meet someone who has told me no or has said something mean or condescending um, because everybody's actually been really supportive about it. That's so that's cool, good. Man. Yeah, that's great. So I wanted to ask, um, what places have you taken Rogue or you just, you know, yourself or um, what, what places have you guys been for your investigations? Like, uh, uh, so like me personally, uh, I've gone to like Dracula's Castle, which is actually really oh, awesome. Sick. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> pictures of it and stuff. It um, looks amazing. New Orleans, Gettysburg, uh, the Black Forest, um, the Whaley House, Lizzie Borden Bread and, Brec- Bed and Breakfast, nice. and the Whore House, uh, Myrtle Beach South Plantation, uh, I've done over probably 300 investigations, wow. uh, and when I worked with this big company, we, we got flown all over the world. Like, we were never told that, it, like, we couldn't do it. Yeah, okay, there's, like, legalities behind it where you need, like, passports and stuff. Yeah. We, like, we were never told we couldn't investigate. Granted, on some of them, we had to pay an absorbent amount of money. I think on one of them, we paid, like, $15,000, uh, but we were never told we couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So... I've pretty much been all over the place. Uh, like on some of them, we there was like a four-man team instead of like a you know a huge conglomerate team. We had like four people do it. Uh, okay. So obviously, you can only do so much with four people. Yeah. Right. Uh, with road, we've done. Uh, we're kind of in our residential phase now because in Arizona, it's like 119 degrees right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but once once we get out of that. Uh, we're doing a couple cemeteries, uh, some of the biggest ones in Arizona, in fact. Uh, we're going to do Boot Hill Cemetery. Uh, we, I still have to get in the paperwork for the Phoenix Oforium Theater, which is actually reportedly haunted. Uh, we're going to go up to Flagstaff to the Hotel Monte Vista. Um, there's a demonic house out there that apparently this thing will chase you through the woods. So we're going to go do that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, our team, for the most part, will do any investigation we throw in at them. Uh, but right now we're kind of in our residential phase because there's AC. But once it gets cooler, uh, we do have a bunch of commercial properties coming up. Uh, one of the ones I'm most excited about would probably be the Brass Armadillo. It's an antique store. Okay. Uh, so there's a, a pretty well-known group down here that did it. And they literally just sat their K2 down in this Nexus. They have like little stations. And they sat it down in the station and the thing started popping right off the bat. And I was like, oh, God. I was like, that's cool. That so. Right now, it's just residential because it's so damn hot. Yeah, and the, the, the coronavirus, I'm sure, hasn't helped. That's actually helped us more than you, you would actually believe. Uh, since people are home more, they're seeing it more. So oh, they're right, right. So I actually covered this on uh, one, one of, our, one episodes. of our episodes. I'm not sure. We're not uh, numbering think, them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it was like episode two or something, and I had read up on just different people, and the majority of cases were like, well, now we're home, so we're hearing shit and seeing shit. Yeah, uh, that we did a demonic case where I went out there in June. Yeah, it was like June something. Uh, they had said that, you know, they're seeing like some weird stuff. I was like, all right. Really didn't think anything of it. Now, they they didn't, they purposely held evidence back from us. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I heard like some inaudible whispering. I was like, okay, that's not that bad. They sent me a video and the dog is like chasing a shadow and where the light is and where the shadow is makes absolutely no sense. 
and then the shadow disappears, and then the girl's filming it, pans her camera, but right before she pans, you hear an inaudible whisper. And it's clear as day to anybody. Uh, okay, not clear as day, but you you, you can hear it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, you know, the daughter, I was like, okay, you know, this thing's attached to the daughter. You know, we'll have to come back when the daughter's here to do the investigation. And she goes, oh, I'm leaving for a month. I was like, all right, you know, we'll just do whatever. You know, we'll come back in, you know, a month, month and a half, whatever. You know, we'll do our investigation. We'll let you know. I get a text back. I shit you not. Three weeks later saying, hey, things have really escalated since last time you came. We need you out here now. So that was on Monday. So our other team member, her daughter's a babysitter. So I was like, all right, cool. And I, you know, I had her over and we were talking. And I was like, look, we'll go out there tomorrow. You know, once you get off work, let's go out there. You know, we'll see what we find. We kind of just made the decision that this was on Monday. And I was like, so uh, you're babysitting. Congratulations. We're going to go. And so <laughs> we went there. Uh, we saw more and more, you know, evidence that they hadn't shown us. I, I didn't know if that was... Maybe they didn't want to show us, or maybe they didn't think it was pertinent to what we were doing. Yeah. Uh, but we saw, like, the daughter was talking to herself, and I asked, like, does she have ear pods or something? Because those things you really can't see on camera. Mm -hmm. And so, like, maybe she has them. They're like, oh, no, they, are, they all got stolen. Okay. So she's talking to someone. Don't know who it is. Uh, right before she hits the steps uh, to go to the landing, something pixelates right in front of her. And it's clear as day. You can see it. You're going to have to, you know, kind of look at it about three or four times to catch it. And then they saw like white mist coming up from their TV upstairs on the landing. Uh, in one of the videos, the first thing you hear is help us, help me, something like that. Uh, so as soon as the camera comes on, you'll hear a help us, or like it says help me or something. Uh, and that's the one where she's talking to herself. Uh, so everybody got like a doom and gloom feeling. Everybody heard a really kind of like raspy, weird, like breath in one of the son's rooms. All you hear is, <sighs> and I was, like, I was like, what the fuck was that? Who did that? <laughs> and then like, we all looked at each other. I was like, did everybody else hear that? Uh, the Bible's reading crossed out. So these are kids, by the way. They're, they're between the ages of five and 10. Not wow. that old. So anything that had to do with like the end of days, uh, the antichrist, anything like that was like highlighted. Anything that had to do with protection in Jesus was crossed out. Wow. Uh, and I was like, all right, that's kind of creepy. So we go there, it's Monday night, and Ashley said it kept changing from like a boy to like a girl. It, whatever it was kept like manifesting something. Uh, and every time she closed her eyes, it would like try and like come up to her. And Catherine was protecting her and it would like back the thing up. So we, our other member and Ashley went outside to recharge because it was draining them. Yeah. And we looked up and on the second story, you can see something popping between all the windows. Like it's like hiding. And I was like, I was like, I was like, you guys seen that? Like that, that that's like legit. Right. And I was like, I'm not just crazy. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. so we go in there and we're like, yeah, we'll come back on, you know, on Saturday, you know, we'll find out what this thing is. And all the while the husband's getting more and more pissed. Um, because it, it had never gone downstairs and the husband had said something along the lines of, if this thing wants to come, let it come. I was like, all right. Well, that's kind of an open invitation, but all right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the next day, he sent me a video of, they have like a little, kind of like a tablet radio thing, randomly turned on. And he, he showed me the video of no one was there. The wife was working. He was working. Like, no one was around. And he just popped on. And I think it was like some 
it was like some older song. And so I was like, all right. So we went back on Saturday. We didn't feel it. Like it wasn't a doom and gloom feeling. It wasn't like, I want to get out of here. Nothing. And we went through the daughter's room. We found a diary that said like the ghost had touched me like X amount of times. Keep in mind that they, they haven't told us this information like at all. So we found that diary. So the video they sent us was from like February of 19. The diary entry was from like August of 18. So it was going like further and further back and they haven't told us about it. And they would say like her, their daughter would sit up there for like six to eight hours in her room by herself. There's no TV in that room. So you can't be having that much fun on your phone. Yeah. And a young kid too. Right? Yeah, yeah. And like the daughter's like 16. So okay. I, I get it. Like you're on, you know, like Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah. But come on, let's be honest. You're not in a room for eight hours by yourself on Facebook. <laughs> and like it, it got worse and worse. But the thing is, is it was actually really rewarding to just like let them know like nothing's here anymore. Like nothing's going to hurt you. And they're like, she's not allowed back here. That's fine. As long as she's not allowed back here, you're fine. And I actually touched base with them like two days ago. They said all activity has ceased. They're not hearing anything anymore. They're not seeing anything. And, and that's since since the daughter left or since you guys? No, since you? the daughter left. It, it, when we went there, it was just the residual energy. Uh, that was on Monday. When we went back on Saturday, just... no one got like a doom and gloom feeling. Nothing. Like no bad energies. Nothing. So what about the girl? Yeah. Uh, she's in another state right now. Uh, they're going to do whatever. We told them our findings. Uh, you know, whatever they do after that is what they do. But, you know, we definitely told them, like, what it was. And, yeah. I mean, they, they really haven't followed up with us in, in regards to that. I guess it's just like a doctor. It's like where you tell them what what you, you diagnose and it's up to them. It's like, okay, do you want to pursue, like, medication or like further yeah, treatment was, or not they purposely left out information that we told them so like he wasn't giving us certain information and i get that and like when i told me information he's like look i don't know how to say this you guys hit everything off the nail on the head like he's like you guys are really doing like you know this is like legit and he's like we didn't tell you that information because we didn't want we don't we didn't know if it was pertinent to you i was like well all information is pertinent to us so yeah that kind of was but it, it was really cool to un, like get his validation from it because they're they're diehard church people, right? Okay. And okay. It, it was cool to get their like the, the wife kind of had an understanding of what was going on, but you don't talk about that. Just like you don't go to the church because you're crazy. You damn sure don't listen to your kid because your kid's crazy. So yeah. you know it, it was really cool to get that validation that like we are doing the right thing, and yeah. also from someone who doesn't believe in this. He doesn't, he believed in it because of the activity. Like his parents don't believe in it. Uh, the other kids don't, like they make fun of it. Like it, it wasn't a everyday occurrence in his life where like he grew up like I did at 14, like believing in this stuff. Like, yeah. you know, for pretty much his entire adult life, and I would say the guy's like 50, it, it's always been like this stuff isn't real. So, that, I mean, it was a really cool experience. No, I get it. And then I can understand as well him like holding back some information to be like, oh, if these guys pick up on it, then yeah, I know it. This is legit. Yeah. Um, so say if you went into that house and you felt this isn't haunted, like, you know what I mean? Like maybe um, the family are kind of suffering with some sort of mental illness or something, you know what I mean? Like you just, you know, in your heart and soul, it's like, this isn't. Yeah, if that ghostly house, like what, what, how would you approach it then? You know, uh, so they, they told us a couple things. Like, number one, they found her in a catatonic state, 
just talking to herself, which I get it. Like you can have schizophrenia and talk to yourself, mm-hmm. but there's certain accom- accompanying sy- symptoms to that. And nothing that we saw on the video footage relate to that. So I told him about the shadow, the whisper, uh, they're just like random talk. They sent me the video for talking to herself. Uh, there was a couple other videos that were a little bit more graphic in nature. Um, but you definitely heard like a man's voice in all, all the videos. No, like yeah. we're just we're just talking like we're not talking about this particular case because you know the evidence is there. Yeah, this but I mean, do you ever it. get like um like someone reaching out to you and telling you, hey, you know, I think there's something going on in my house or something, and then you yeah. go, and you don't really feel like there's something going on. Like, how what kind of methods do you go through to sort of debunk? And for for their sake, so you can tell them, hey, you know, just to reassure them, like, hey, this is yeah, this is actually what it is. It's not what you think it is. It's like you know the old creaky pipe kind of. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. The first thing we do is you know like kind of find out like what are they hearing, like get more information about you know does it happen a certain time of day, uh, you know does it happen at random, um, like is it at night, is it you know throughout the day do you get like a doom and gloom feeling asking them a bunch of questions to kind of ascertain what it is and then start looking for things to debunk okay. uh, like we did one where they they swore up and down this thing was demonic like they told me multiple different times this thing's demonic we don't talk about it uh it was like attacking their son or something so we walked in it's an apartment i don't like doing apartments because you know those entities can go up and down in apartments and it's pretty much like you don't know who is the one that's affected by yeah. it and she said she always heard like a knocking on the door. Like, and it was pretty consistent. She said it was about three to six times a day, but it happened every day. Now, where she was hearing knocking was where the washer and dryer was. Okay. I work on appliances. And they had an attic crawl space right up there. And the door had, I don't know, I'd probably say about a two-inch gap on the bottom, which is going to create that suction to come in. Mm-hmm. And it, it's gonna, you know, kind of bang it against the railing. Uh, they said that they heard like a voice in. It was in the master room, but there was a fan up up above. That fan made some considerable noise when it turned on. Mm-hmm. Once it got going, it stopped. But once it turned on, it was a. Sh- I was like, okay, uh, that can be cons- like considered as like talking or whispering or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we look at like floorboards, uh, and we'll step pretty much like everywhere. To see if we hear like a creak or maybe they said, you know, well, I can hear someone knock, walking next to me, whatever the case is. Yeah. Uh, and then at, at the end, we always say, hey, based off all the symptoms you gave us and everything we're seeing, these are the possible solutions for this phenomenon you're, you're seeing. And I always talk to them. I talk to them. I don't talk at them. Uh, I don't want to come, come across as condescending or rude. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want them to think like they're crazy or like they're haunted or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll be like, oh, well, you know, and I'll straight up show them. I've had, I've had customers flip on ACs for us just so I can show them what I'm talking about. And I'm like, okay, that's just not you're hearing, right? They're like, yeah, that is it. I'm like, yeah. So, you know, when the, and I, I explained it, you know, once the airflow comes in, it creates suction, hits the door, you hear the banging. Yeah. Uh, we went in the master room, you know, started stepping all around. And I was like, yeah, that the creaking you're hearing, uh, because she would sleep on the ground. I was like, yeah, it's you rolling around. Like, so just using everyday instances, but showing them what we're doing. Uh, so they get that, you know, peace of mind of, hey, this is what's going on. So it's kind of like customer, like customer show and tell. Yeah. 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 Have the evidence and you're showing them the evidence. Right on. Okay. That's cool. 
So I, this, this is my favorite question. Um, what is your holy grail of paranormal evidence and have you found it yet? Uh, so this is, this is kind of going to the reason I started Road. Uh, it also answers the question of how I first got started. So my grandma died when I was 14. I was on a plane to Iowa. I didn't get to say goodbye. So my mom lied about it for like two weeks. So I get back and my grandparents never spent the night at our house, like ever. And I was like, and my grandpa was in the bed. I was like, okay, th that's kind of weird. <laughs> and so my mom came out, she told me about it. About a week later, I see the apparition of my grandma like vacuuming. Oh, we have Mexican tile. Like you don't vacuum Mexican tile. Yeah. And she turned, like, I'll always remember this as long as I live. She turned around and said, I love you. I'll always look in on you. Keep searching for the answers no one ever got. I was like, okay, wow. all right, cool. And the Holy Grail for me has always been getting that reassurance from my grandma that, like, I'm doing something right. Or maybe, like, you know, like, finding her during one of these investigations and talking to her or something. Yeah. Uh, I haven't found it yet. Uh, selfishly, that's kind of why we started Rogue was number one to help people in the light they can't they can't get help regularly mm -hmm. ashley's 1800 soul that kind of goes in line with who, with who Catherine is uh and ashley wants to help people and she expects nothing in return it's one of the things i love about my wife uh and i've always said that you know maybe somewhere down the line you know we can all get the answers as to like why did Catherine like pass you know, yeah. like, why, why didn't my grandma pass? Like, maybe my grandma can talk to me, you know, like, but I would say the Holy Grail is like getting that concrete information, not necessarily like a full conversation, but, you know, yeah. like bits and pieces that can piece together of a loved one giving you confirmation, reassurance, whatever you want to call it, that they're proud of you. You know, you're, you're doing good things. Mm -hmm. uh, to this day, personally, I haven't found it. I found it for a couple of clients when I was younger. Uh, but I'm always searching for that, you know, that one answer that just kind of, kind of like shocks everybody. Yeah. Uh, that like, Oh, Hey, like this is, this is, this confirms and reaffirms why we do what we do. Okay, cool. All right. Um, one, one question that I want to ask is, um, the, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. <laughs> the tools that you use what, equipment the equipment sorry that <laughs> word just escaped me right there um like i personally have got well i haven't done much actual ghost hunting but the most significant responses and stuff that i've had is from just the old like digital recorder um and i do have a spirit box which we haven't really had to had the chance to like test out properly because where we were was not exactly legal and you know we have to keep an eye out for other people and stuff um and they're really loud so like we've used some of the apps and gotten like pretty strange coincidental answers that were like okay made sense what in the moments that we were in yeah so and i see that you guys also use one of these apps uh so we have an sb7 sb11 two pov cameras a dslr k2 digital recorders motion detectors uh, we have a whole range of equipment. Uh, in all honesty, the, the best responses I ever got uh, off a digital recorder. Yeah. Uh, you know, just having a regular conversation. The reason we use Necrophoniac is with the SP7 to SP11, you have to catch it almost instantaneously. And then you kind of have to rethink what you remember. You yeah. may misremember something or 
Like you jumped to conclusions. Oh, it said this when in all honesty, it never said that. Uh, Necrophonia gives you that reverb. So you get about additional like half second to find out what you thought it said. Uh, and for us, that's really important. Uh, a lot of the time when we're using either the app or the recorder, uh, we're asking questions that are pretty much yes or no. Um, and we like that additional second. Um, in the future, we're going to get some like REM pods. Uh, there's a Boo Buddy, uh, a couple of other POV cameras. But I mean, I'll always keep two like just a recording, like, like a camcorder that has good night vision where like you're yeah. not like when you look at it. Uh, <laughs> those I'll always stick by. I've always said that is. Like I've gotten some pretty creepy EVPs just using those. Uh, and with some of the newer equipment, they're always accurate until they're not. Like the K2 is accurate until it doesn't work. Um, like right now in our house, we have like five spirits, roughly. Uh, and sometimes the K2 doesn't pick up on it at all. When we have our other team member here, our K2 meter starts spiking right off the bat. So I've always said they're accurate until they're not, but my go-to equipment is always digital recorder, camcorder. Well, it was a good night vision. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I've gotten that answer for it because I'm, I know I'm friends with an, with an empath here in Houston and she told me the same thing. Like the number one is uh, yeah. always the voice recorder. Yep. It never I mean, fails. Granted, you have to play it back to listen to it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, nine times out of 10, you're not, you're not misremembering things or jumping to a conclusion of you said, mm. hey, I think it said this. Because you yeah. can rewind it like 80 different yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah. That's true. It gives you that you know, more concrete you know, answer that everybody's looking for. In your investigations, uh, like uh, again, alone or with rogue investigations, have you ever come across something that wasn't, um, that was paranormal, but not of the ghostly realm, but more of like cryptid or, you know, uh, alien kind of nature? Um, no, I mean, most of them, <laughs> like some sort of paranormal or I think the creepiest thing we ever saw was, uh, we were, we were doing an abandoned house before we got trespassed and we looked at, it was like around a corner and we saw something, it looked like, it looked like a humanoid figure of some sort, but we, I think we were like 16, 17 at the time. So we're not really quite sure what it was. Yeah. Uh, like it peeked around the corner. We saw some like glowing eyes, and then we ran away like little schoolgirls. <laughs> we don't know what it was. Uh, I mean, it could have been someone playing a joke on us with a mask. Yeah. Uh, just, like, could have been. Yeah. You know, we never really had the balls to go over there like investigate. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'd run the opposite way. Um. Well, thank you for this opportunity to talk to us. Um, time is valuable and these half this half an hour you won't get back and yeah. thank you for choosing to spend it with us <laughs> so hopefully we can go on and as your uh, company develops and that will keep this relationship going or whatever we can touch base every you know few months or whatever and yeah get, like updates on different stuff cases yeah, yeah if you want to share mean, some of your stories with us that would be great yeah, if absolutely. you choose to mm -hmm. so yeah. my, my goal for rogue is very simple I want to be the number one investigative agency in the country in 10 years, in Arizona in five. And I'm hell-bent on getting there. Okay. So, you know, like, we're going out on, once it cools down, uh, we're going out on investigations every weekend. Uh, you know, some, we're going to rotate our team members. Um, but, I mean, 
look look all over our YouTube channels, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and all that. Um, you know, we're going to be uploading pretty much every weekend, you know, anything we can. Um, so, you know, I, I'm all for it. You know, I appreciate the opportunity of uh, you guys allowing me and my wife who's <laughs> babysitting, <laughs> uh, you know, to, you know, come on, uh, any opportunity I get, you know, to, you know, kind of show everybody that this is real. Like we're not making yeah. this up, like paranormal stuff, contrary to pop relief is a real thing. It really does happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll, I fully intend to, you know, start, you know, making sure that everybody understands that, uh, you know, anytime you guys want to have me on, more than happy to do so. Okay, so we might cool. Being, like demons at that point. Uh, you know, just let me know. Okay, and cool. Perfect. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll be able to join in with you guys yeah. when the COVID restrictions and whatnot lift. Go ahead and, and shout out your uh, social media handles so our listeners can follow you. Yeah, so everything's Rogue Investigations. Um, I don't know if you can see the logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, rock and roll. Just look at the logo for everything. Uh, when we first started, Rogue Investigations was always taken as like a Gmail. So it's Rogue Investigations <laughs> one at gmail.com. Um, I think it's the same for YouTube as well. Rogue Investigations on Facebook, look for the logo. Uh, same thing on YouTube, uh, same thing on Instagram, just look for the logo. You know, and you know, keep give us a follow. We're always trying to engage our audience. Uh, if you guys, you know, want to come down here or war up there, whatever the case is, you know, come on, join in. Uh, just come down when it's not, you know, really hot. And you should get <laughs> yeah, I can't cope with it. I know we're over here complaining <laughs> about a hundred. You're over there at a hundred and thirteen. It's like I mean, one thirteen, one sixteen, something wow. like that. Jeez, it, it, it will cool off like during like September, October, and all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you guys want to come down here, more than happy to have you. You can stay at our house with our hundred dolls. Oh my uh, god, that would be so cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, if you ever guys, if you find yourself in Arizona for whatever reason, I don't know why people come down here, but whatever reason, <laughs> you know, we'll take you out to a couple of our investigations. Uh, one of the ones we're doing, which we're actually really excited about, is uh, actually a cryptid one. Uh, it's at, oh, uh, cool. Uh, some guy posted it, and he was like dead set, hell bent, as a, there's a cryptid. Uh, there's also a lady in white down in Mesa, so we're going to go investigate those to see if we can find those. Okay. So, who knows? Maybe if you guys, you know, the COVID restrictions are lifted, you're in the area, come on down, join us. We'll see what we find. I'll All take right. you up on an investigation for sure. Yeah. All right, Justin. Thanks a million. Yeah. And, uh, we'll be in touch. Yeah, we'll let you All know right. where this goes. All right. Bye. Bye. Have a nice one. Bye. All right. So, this is from Reddit by user magic 6567 if you see this user make sure to give him lots of upvotes it's titled visit from ma'am ma'am yeah oh as in like my mom yeah okay wait how do you pronounce mom like as in my mother like yeah because you don't say mom you say i'd say mom yeah ma'am ma'am yeah my irish mommy (laughs) (laughs) Our man passed away four years ago, and like for most people, it is a devastating thing to go through. I've always believed in an afterlife and heard and seen some unusual and unexplained happenings from as far back as I can remember. Man passed away on a Sunday, and on the Tuesday in the early morning, I was awoken by the noise of wrestling. 
Me and the wife had started Christmas shopping and everything was just still in bags. As I looked at the bottom of the bed was ma'am, which was a shock to say the least. I just looked, smiled, and thanked her for a visit. I went back to sleep, and when my wife woke up, she said she heard someone searching through the bags, and I told her ma'am had a visit. My wife saw her a few days later near the dressing table, and that's the last time we've seen anything. I feel blessed she came to see us. That's a really nice story. I, I feel like anyone in my family probably has the same idea like you know touch wood hopefully nobody passes anytime soon or anything like that but when they do please don't come back and scare the shit out of me little signs are nice enough i'll be like mom come on (laughs) (laughs) full-bodied apparition yeah jesus christ all right well that wraps up episode five of weekly creep everybody yep hope you enjoyed it Um, hope you enjoyed everything yeah uh so that was our first interview as well um with justin and justin's uh, gonna go places with his company and we're pretty excited to see him grow yeah and hopefully we'll be going with him on some of these outings or investigations in the future when the apocalypse is over yeah and we can all travel safely again so once again creeps we are asking you to send us your personal stories i really 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 want some cryptid stories again like or aliens or bigfoot just lay them on me please at this point we can't be too picky with what we get because it's been pretty slim pickings I mean, yeah, but I don't care what we get. Send us anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> but if you are hap- if you happen to be sitting on a, a Bigfoot story or an alien story, even if you think it's not that interesting, we want it. Yeah, just fucking send it. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's going to make it on the show, either in one of our listener stories yeah. or at the end segment, like the way we just did that one. And uh, yeah, so find us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, something called Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Public, Breaker. We are out there wherever you can find us. So please listen to us, follow, like, rate, review, do all of those things. And feel free to DM us on Instagram or Twitter or email us at weeklycreep.com. No, weeklycreep at gmail.com. <laughs> We're not there yet. We're not quite there yet. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you very much and have a great weekend. Bye. See you next week.